Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 474, and today we'll be talking about Prismo the Wishmaster from Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake. I'm GC13. And I'm David. It's so nice to hang out with Prismo. I wish it was under better circumstances. I wish he was feeling better early in the episode, and I wish he was feeling a lot better later. <laughs> Prismo is kind of living his own monkey's paw dream now. <laughs> you know, he is... And how many has he doled out in his time? This is karma. It, it, it's a little bit karmatic, if that's the right word. And it's not fair to Fiona and Cake at all, who nope. this episode have to figure out, are they even real people or not? Cake is quick to say yes, and objectively they are. <laughs> and, you know, despite the fact that their universe is quite separate from the other ones in the uh, material universe, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, maybe visually it looks lony. Prismos created tons of alternate universes. Like, what's it matter that he ripped theirs off somebody else's? He rips all of his universes off. <laughs> right, I mean, Farmworld is is just as much of, of a ripoff as anything else. So yeah, in, in, in my books, they are completely real, at least as real as anyone else. And it is completely unfair that to punish Prismo for his off-the-books universe creation, that they have to die as a result. Just let the universes be free, man. Yeah, that part was a little cruel. Especially because, I mean, what, you couldn't just push the universe a little closer or something? Yeah, what well, we, we, we can't allow these creatives to be like, I'm going to get my art out there and then I'll just take the heat. You know, yeah. then, that, then that makes their act of creation worth it. I mean, th these are people who will egg you for not wanting to be an eternal flame for all eternity. Yeah, creation is a disturbing place here. They are not nice people. Although, I will say this, after Scarab nabs that guy and he's looking for an interesting target to go after, we see that Finn's dad is still on the run. Apparently a deserter. And he takes a great mugshot, by the way. Yeah, finally gets to actually do middle fingers <laughs> in this <laughs> rendition of Adventure Time. It's so him. What, does he count as a god now? Like, he's on a list with not just powerful space beings, but Prismo describes this guy as a um, god... Uh, god auditor. Auditor, yes. So uh, we know that Martin ascended to another level of existence. Is that to be a god? <laughs> Is that what the comet offered him? He must have. But even that he defected from, because that's that's who he is. I, I feel like we shouldn't ever see him again. It was really cool how they made him the ultimate deserter. <laughs> like, the ultimate deserter of a father to just literally stop existing in a normal way. So, I, I like the kinds of ways he's appearing in the show. Yeah, it was nice seeing him in the past. Very, very fun. And not uh, not the last time we got to see that space station. Uh, we yeah. get to see it when Scarab's on the prowl. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, Bemo's adventure in space took us across this weird pod collection of biomes. So yeah, fun that they're using that still, because, well, we know that space is vast in the universe of Ooh, but we haven't seen that much of it other than Jake's biological father's realm. But yeah, I really like the idea of these 
gods that have defected, but maybe they're just trying to live normal lives. And of course, as an Avatar fan, I love the idea of, you know, someone who might have been a bad guy once just trying to run a tea shop and live a peaceful <laughs> life. It, very, very homeworldy. It's like, it sounds like literally that dude's like one of those gems who lives as a wall. It's like, what, you don't want to just sit there for all eternity? Yeah, Scarab's, Scarab's motivations are... Um, evil. The word is evil. Pure up until the point where he reveals he just wanted to be Wishmaster, right? And he's the guy that no one else is inviting to the parties uh, <laughs> and doesn't really want to hang out with. I'm getting big boogie adventure vibes off of him, you know? No, because I I don't know if I know boogie adventures. Uh, well, that was one. Uh, Billy and Mandy, where the boogeyman oh. reveals that he was upset that he was not the Grim Reaper and... He goes after Grimm to make that happen uh, le- with legal methods. It's funny because this is a sort of deepening of our understanding of Adventure Time's world. Like, Prismo, I mean, we don't really get who he is. You know, he's some old dude's dream. Who is the old dude? Is the old dude the god? But it, it does seem the roles and powers they have may be granted by, you know, as Prismo once again mysteriously references, some boss, some. Again, it the Scarab calls the multiverse creation, so th- there is some sort of head or higher god here. I don't even know if the boss is, is god, though. It, it could be many, many, possibly infinite levels deep. That sounds like the Adventure Time way. Right, I think it would just keep going deeper. We'll, we'll even get some hints of that later <laughs> in this season, which, uh, yeah, it's fun to see these gods as they appear. I, I, Adventure Time has a strong precedent, too, right? Like, Cosmic Owl is one of the earliest god entities we learn about, and he's ridiculous. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, he shows up in dead people's <laughs> dreams, but also he just shows up to parties with, you know, <laughs> with anyone. Party God, Prismo. Uh, so, uh, this, this, is, this is where Cake gets her proper powers. You know, she's off-model. Prismo fixes that. He gives her the powers she's supposed to have. And the skirt Fiona is supposed to have. Yep. Changes <laughs> Fiona's outfit for her. Uh, that That's another one where I, I haven't seen much ahead, but I, I feel like that's got to be going somewhere where it's like, hmm, you're, you're still not quite right, Fiona, if uh, you're having trouble with the skirt when you never did before. Yeah, I, I feel like, honestly, that's just a nod to the design sensibilities now. Like, Fiona was very much meant to be designed as a fully gender-bent fin, so, like, leaning into the femininity. But I think that, you know, now that we're seeing Fiona more, I feel like the adventurousness of her, she she needs a modern lady's clothing. You know, the, the skirt I just mean, doesn't make sense. <laughs> the pants only came into play. How often is she riding a horse? I mean, now, if she were doing <laughs> okay. the cake-riding routine, which would come up, that would make sense, but that's not what the skirt was giving her trouble. Uh, if, you, if you're looking ahead to the thumbnails, you'll find out the answer to what is Fiona's wardrobe going to be. It's just less. <laughs> that's kind of her <laughs> solution to adventuring, so. Oh, she keeps, the, she keeps the Road Warriors outfit? Yeah, pretty much the whole season, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. So Fiona okay. develops her own style, whereas Cake, obviously, I mean, she, she's just nude. The whole time, you know, so that's that's uh, not changing. Uh, shades of the the new Battle Toads game, I guess. <laughs> I guess I guess those toads are also a little uh, underclothed. 
But, uh, well, no, I was specifically thinking they changed the villain's wardrobe and um, she is so over anyone who's offended by her changing her wardrobe. She's just done with that. Oh, <laughs> I'm not up on the Battletoads community controversy. So that's, uh, you know, good enough. <laughs> yeah, outfits are just outfits, Talk about you Tempest know? in your teapots. <laughs> but uh, you know whose outfit is a lot more questionable in this episode? Wyatt who has somehow made it into the time cube oh, and is... You like that blood? Covered in blood and scratches, and Lord knows what he's been up to. He's... Done horrible things <laughs> to get his wish. <laughs> Trying to just find some peace and quiet, which leads to the wildest scene <laughs> in a while that I've seen in Adventure Time. Like, I really did not know where it was going. It felt very dark to see Wyatt strapped to a... Uh, train train track, and I'm and glad it went in the direction it did. Yeah, like, that was way cuter than just watching. I was like, am I really about to watch this guy get run over by a train? Like, maybe he deserves it, but I don't need to see it. But it's way funnier. <laughs> so much funnier to see the train <laughs> push a flatulation out Peppermint of Peppermint Butler as a adventurous hero, with Chuskus as a sidekick. <laughs> How did how did I not want this before? To see new pairings is what we live for in a show this long running, right? <laughs> Even in a brief moment like this. I'm, I I can't imagine Peppermint Butler ever putting up with Choose Goose, or really anyone ever putting up with Choose Goose. <laughs> Choose Goose would be perfect for Peppermint Butler because he affirms Peppermint Butler's inherent assumption that everyone but him is a fool. <laughs> he, he literally just needs a foil around just to... Make him feel better. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, ooh, Prisma was so done with his job. I mean, in a sense, yes. <laughs> in a what seems to be now deleted tweet, it seems like uh, the original voice actor's agents were the ones who had him quit out on the job of voice acting Prismo. So now I have a different yeah. guy kind of literally um, trying to keep Prismo going and Prismo looks like he's uh, barely cares. I don't. I mean, is he, what, why is he depressed, really? Do we understand? I mean, Jake doesn't exist anymore. You know, he says that it's just kind of been a drag. Yeah. It seems to be that just the dull monotony that he and all of the other cosmic creatures are forced to adhere to. It's like, you know, when you join a job, you join for life, even if it loses its luster after a while. It is boring being stuck in a, in a cube in the middle of the, well, multiverse. He's just part of the furniture, as far as Scarab is concerned. I mean, in some sense, he can't escape the furniture, so, yeah. Yeah, still, if he were allowed to find more fulfilling work, I, I think I think he could be alright. I mean, the fact that he just wrote Fiona and Cake, which he admits is not that creative <laughs> of an endeavor in itself, you know, lets, lets you know where he was at. Well, it's the adventures that they have that he pours his heart into, you know? Right, right, yeah. The the settings and characters may be similar, but it's it's totally new. Uh, I like it that when Prismo explains how he got the universe into Ice King, one the uh, <laughs> the sort of um, permission he got <laughs> from Ice King was was perfect because Ice King will yeah, sure. gladly <laughs> sign up for anything and uh, also immediately forget about it. Uh that. Mm. 
brings me back to stakes again. Um, how he's uh, he's all down uh, with the Empress until he's like, uh, wait a minute, you're trying to hurt Finn and Jake, aren't you? It takes a <laughs> lot to get through his skull. It takes a lot. But this laser, I couldn't believe that this actually explains the final episode of Fiona and Cake in the original show, where we we see a you know red laser from space beaming images of Fiona and Cake into him. Now, in the original show, that looked more like he was receiving nightly transmissions or, you know, something was regularly feeding him updated stories. I guess you could still interpret, you know, this is a classic retcon, right? Who knows what the direction oh, yeah. of that was? 100% <laughs> a retcon. 100% a retcon because at least in this flashback, it looks like this would only need to happen once to create the universe. You could argue he could keep updating the universe that way, but, I mean, the laser doesn't make sense anyway, because Prismo can just will things into existence instantly, you know, it doesn't... (laughs) But we get get to have Ice King saying, whoa, fire in the hole! (laughs) It's burning his eye. Uh, So, yeah, these are the retcons I live for, you know, Adventure Time's done crazier ones than this, so, you know, as usual, I'll take it. But, but we, we've been talking about fun, happy Ice King things, but we, we have to remember that Simon Petrikov is a very dark, sad person in this episode. And you want to know what makes me saddest most of all? <laughs> that when Prismo beams him back in, he's taking his shower, and Prismo does not turn the shower off. So that thing is just running hot water forever until somebody realizes <laughs> that Simon is not paying his bill, and they cut him off. Okay, more importantly in that scene, whoever drew... Simon's gigantic butt <laughs> deserves, I, I don't know, something. I don't know why, but he, like, gets beamed into that room with, like, the most... This dude has not been working out, but his butt is sticking out um, incredibly so. I'm I'm jealous. Like, I'm the, the glute workouts I do will never get me to that level, so congratulations, Simon. Also, he has a much more flat butt later, so classic uh, Adventure Time model problems, but... Well, not really problems, um, happy accidents. See, Prismo's not there to keep him on model. <laughs> nope. That is amazing, though, that uh, the shower keeps running. Well, Prismo kind of has that problem anyway. He's not really focused on what happens when he beams people away, right? He's just trying to get problems solved as fast as he can. Yep. Poor guy, like, immediately goes for the beer. He's like, oh, my life sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he crushed at least three cans of uh, IPAs in this, which I'm glad they were labeled. Um, <laughs> yeah, Simon <laughs> is at least explicitly vocal about what's bumming him out. It was tough for him to see the Ice King again. It's good that he has multiple sources of depression, like, including the fact that being Ice King sucked, you know? Not just that he misses Betty or that he feels that he can't do anything in the new crazy human world and that he's not magic, but also it was just a real bummer being Ice King and he doesn't like being reminded about it. So, (laughs) But at the end of the episode, you know, he feels that robe that, you know, Prismas put him into and it's like, I'm wearing it, it just feels right and he's ready to to commit suicide to become the Ice King again and become the (sighs) guardian of Fiona and Cake's world. It's like, this is... I mean, on one hand, it would be heroic, but knowing what your mental state was just not too long ago, I, my mind turns to dark places about you, Simon. Well, and it's nothing new for him. This is what he, this was his journey with Marceline, right? So he's being given a similar choice again, right? And literally like, you know, to save a young girl <laughs> from certain doom. So 
This time around, though, he has experienced the madness. I think if we got the right sword for Fiona, she and Kate could take care of Scarab. Like, they're scrappy. Scarab is surprisingly... Um, I, he's not that powerful. He he's he doesn't have magic like Prismo. Like Prismo is seriously powerful, and he just doesn't take advantage of it. Slash, he has constraints. Like someone has to make a wish. But Scarab is just kind of like a strong dude, some decent powers. It's the kind of work Finn could have found himself doing if he had less morals and less enjoyment of life. <laughs> yeah. Scarab does have the ability to travel across the multiverse, though, so I don't know. You can do that. I guess if you're a god, why not? I mean, Ooh's pretty impressive anyway. Uh, I think it's an okay trade-off to make. <laughs> so, yeah, at least, you know, Simon has some goal now, and now we have our goal for, for the rest of this, uh, the other six episodes. It's uh, it's a good mission. I like this tension of, uh, what are we headed toward, you know? Fiona and Cake's world needs to be saved, but is the only option to make Simon the Ice King again? Simon, who two episodes ago just said that he, you know, even in his free time would put on the old Ice King clothes because he's grasping at straws for what he's supposed to be anymore. It's It's uncomfortable, you know? And that's... Uh, really cool. <laughs> I loved at the end. They're they're in the they're in the field with all the corn, and so Kate kind of turns herself into the flying saucer, and then instantly proceeds to start work on a crop circle. Oh my gosh! I stretchy powers were the best idea ever for an animated character. So I'm glad that Kate can just constantly fill the background with that. I don't remember how much Jake constantly. ADHD'd off in the background of the screen, but, you know, he probably has, you know, a thousand unique transformations, so I'm glad Cake is just exploring that, too. Of course, she's not very effective at transforming at other parts in the episode, so the, you know, UFO thing's quite impressive. It must have been just something she was really feeling. Yeah, (laughs) it's just natural, I guess. You know, they are aliens to this dimension. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of alien uh it was tough to you know not hear justin roland's voice i mean deservedly so he didn't need to be there anymore but uh yeah lemon grab is just different (laughs) i've seen him on prismo's screen it's just not the same (sighs) yeah but i will say this i i just loved seeing lemon grab enact you can lead a horse to water you can't (laughs) make him drink (laughs) it was glorious oh my gosh and the new voice, it's not bad. It's not the lemon grab we're accustomed to, but it was really good for this cameo. No, I, I, I think so. I, I would be totally fine. And, well, we will hear that voice more because we'll spend more time with the um, human versions <laughs> in the boring world. But yeah, no, lemon grab, man, he's what a character knowing his tortured existence. I mean, I guess we should still blame him for all of the harm he causes to himself, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable seeing him every time. It's one of the craziest Adventure Time characters that they could have ever conceived of, and I'm glad that they're still sticking to it and making us have to see him for wh- whatever <laughs> he is. Uh, now, there, there was one more thing I wanted to mention, David. Did you, did you hear when he's uh, ex- when Prismo is explaining to them the shape of the multiverse, and he says it's like an ant hill or a 
camp counselor relationship chart? Uh-huh. Did, your, did your mind immediately, immediately. go to Camp Pining Hearts with that? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Which I'm, I, I, I'm like, is, I, is this an explicit reference to Steven Universe, or do I just not understand that this is somehow? A common trope? It, uh, you know, I mean, making relationship charts is one thing. Specifically referring to camp counselors, is is this, did every kid go to camp and do this? And I'm like, not aware. I don't, I didn't go to a camp with a lot of young camp counselors, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with any of this. The only, the only reason I think it, it, maybe it's not is because I'm pretty sure those were all campers on uh, Paradox's little compatibility chart there. Oh, yeah, that's true. It makes me think Camp Pining Hearts something fierce. Actually, Camp Pining Hearts, to diverge on that for a moment, that's confusing because isn't... Oh, God, now my memory's kind of messed up about it because I'm like, aren't Paul and Paulette, are they are they just campers? Yeah, they're just campers. Everyone everyone we know of is a camper. Mm, okay. Well, we'll never know. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Well, hopefully the Blu-ray has a commentary track and they can tell us where their head was at. Well, there probably will be a Blu-ray since, thank God, the Distant Lands episodes had Blu-ray. Please go make the last few seasons in Blu-ray, Cartoon Network, or whoever is considered the owner of this thing. See, for seasons 7 through 10, we would love... I will even allow you to only put them in a complete series (laughs) Blu-ray collection and force me to double dip. That yes. is how magnanimous I am being right now. Please. Also, while you're at it, can someone just put Psych in Blu-ray? Because otherwise I do have to own Psych on DVD in my lifetime, and that's going to force me to own a stupid DVD player. So please, just these shows. <laughs> just do this for me. Only me. You know you can play a DVD in a Blu-ray player, right? <sighs> Upscaling is fine. Most shows look fine upscaled. We don't need, <laughs> you know, real 1080p, but it's whatever, man. You know. Anyway, guys, that's <laughs> it for us on Prismo the Wishmaster. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.